go and lift up your voice. And it's, it's funny, not haha funny, but, but it, it, I've been on this quest. And, and like the, the last few messages I've been talking about, your words, your voice, your words, your voice, your speech, what you say. Why? Because Jesus said, um, you'll have what you say. But so often we say what we have. And <laughs> we got it all wrong. So there's bedrock truths that, we, that I talk about quite often. Number one, God cannot lie. He cannot. It's impossible for God to lie. So we can, we can base the fact that this word is true. His word is true and we can trust him. That's number two. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did yesterday, he's doing today and he will do it tomorrow for us. Amen. And number four is as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we. So uh, the first verse we want to go to, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Woo! 1 Corinthians 4, 13, please. When you get to 1 Corinthians, let's go to 2 Corinthians, shall we? Because I'm looking at that going, okay. um, Being defamed, we entreat, we make as the filth of the world. Um, I'm not, no. No, that's not it. (laughs) <laughs> no, missed by that much. This is better. Second Corinthians 4.13. Are you there? We, talking about all of us, having the same spirit of faith, according as, as, it, as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. I'm talking about lifting up your voice today. New, New Living says, I believe in God, so I spoke. We believe in God, so we speak. We speak the blessings of God. Why? Because we believe him. We know that he will say, he will do exactly what we say according to his word. Um, the message says, we say what we believe. The, the uh, complete Jewish uh, Bible says, the Tanakh says, I trusted the word, therefore I spoke. I trusted the word, therefore I spoke. Since we have that same spirit who enables us to trust. See, there's a spirit inside of you, the Holy Ghost, who he's the one that's going to enable you to trust. You can't trust on your own. You can't trust God who you can't see on your own. If you did, we would not need God inside us. (laughs) He is our helper. He's, come on, he's the one that's going to help us. He says, we, since we have that same spirit who enables us to trust, we also trust and therefore we speak. But we can't trust and therefore speak unless we acknowledge that we have that same spirit who enables us to trust. See how it all goes, it's all part and parcel of the same thing. Uh, Matthew 18, 19. It says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask. Ask. You have to say something. You have to lift up your voice, right? It shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered, there's more than that here right now, and together, and we're together, amen? We're in one accord? We're in agreement? God can't lie? And neither do we? Amen? All right, so where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So he's here right now. But I can't see him. Well, hardy har har. We trust in the word. It doesn't lie. He doesn't lie. If he said it, well, he's here. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, 2 Timothy 1.13, please. Lift up your voice. 
But before we do that, 1 Timothy 1.13, it says, Hold fast the form of sound words, which you heard of me, and faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, we're going we're gonna to dive into some um, definitions here. Hold fast means to hold, to keep in your hand, metaphoric, metaphorically of the mind and contact, to cling to, to take hold and don't let go. And then there, at the end of this, this is in the, the Bible dictionary. It says, hold on to the things that accompany salvation. Hold fast to the things that accompany salvation. And that word form, where it says hold fast to the form of sound words, that word form, it's a pattern. Hold fast to the model, pattern, prototype, example. It says the pattern placed before one to be held fast and copied. It's almost like, okay, you're going to hold this thing up to a, to a machine and hold it so it can be copied. Well, you're supposed to hold these words up and copy exactly what the word says. Is that good? And as I was thinking about that today, um, Genesis 2-7, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. That word formed, it's the same thing, but it's a little deeper. It says to squeeze into shape, to frame, to mold into a form. And you think about that. This God's word, we're supposed to take that word and squeeze that on the inside of us till it makes a change on the outside. We keep feeding that word on the inside of us till it changes us. On the outside, formed. And so it says, hold fast the form of sound words. The word sound means words that are um, to be well, to be in good health. Speak words of life, really is what that is, isn't it? Properly, sound in health. Um, tra translated, safe, sound, and whole. That's good. And words is logos, which is to say what someone else has said. Of the sayings of God. So you pattern or you form your words to say what God or the and his word says. And you'll have what you say. When you pattern, you hold fast to the form of sound words. So um, jump over to, um, keep your finger there, but just go to Hebrews chapter 4. We're coming back to, to Timothy. But Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest, he's great. We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. In the New King James, it says confession. And in the, in the King James, it says profession. So really, what, what, what does a professional do? something all the time. Professional musician plays for a living. Professional athlete plays for a living. We're professional Christians, so we should be confessing for a living. Should we not? Are we not like God in his image, in his likeness? And God said, did he not say? He created with words. Should we not be creating positive things with our words. <laughs> um, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9. Are you there? 
Beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and the things that accompany salvation. Now, we just read that in the word hold fast. They talk about the things that accompany salvation. Here he's saying, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and the things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. Again, this whole Bible is all about speaking. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. He sees it. When you think you're just doing it and nobody's seeing what you're doing, nobody recognizes me, nobody acknowledges acknowledge me. No, he sees it. He's not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have showed towards his name. We work towards his name. We work for Jesus. Amen? In that you have, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. We minister to one another. My friend ministered to this guy that, that had ALS. And I'll tell you what, that, that is just going to be, my goodness. That's a Cornelius blessing he's looking at. Isn't it? Come on. Mm-mm-mm. I got to, okay, I got to get, oh, I can feel it welling up on the inside because it's, it's just, it just moved me. Um, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That you be not slothful, but followers of them who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. Power twins, faith and patience, we inherit the provinces. We'll inherit the provinces too, and the country. We'll take it all. We'll take it all. He shall have dominion from sea to sea, and so shall we. Amen? So we just keep putting the word out there and minister to the saints and do minister. But so it sounds like minister to the saints and do minister. So it's a, you did it, keep doing it. Don't stop. Don't get weary in well-doing. Right? Salvation, the word salvation that they were talking about, um, and the things that accompany salvation, we all know what it means. Um, Deliverance, preservation, material, and temporal deliverance from danger and apprehension. That's what it said in the vines. Apprehension. What does that mean? I had to look it up. Because I asked myself, apprehension? So what does it mean? Because I'm thinking of being apprehended. Right? No. Well, sort of does. It sort of does. But it means anxiety or fear that something bad or unpleasant will happen. You might as well say you're handcuffed. COVID has people in apprehension. People are staying home. People aren't coming to church. Now that the things are starting to lift, people are still so used to coming, staying home, that it's going to take something to break that cycle. So we're starting to have events here to try to break that cycle, to get people used to coming back to church. Why? Because we had to get used to staying home from church. Now it's a thing of we need to turn that around and get back into um, what we're called to do here, the assembling together of ourselves, right? Not forsaking. So apprehension, fear or anxiety or fear that something bad or unpleasant will happen. Man. So I put all this together, and because um, you can't go through all these definitions and not put them together. Come on now. 
It says, hold fast and cling to the salvation package obtained through Jesus Christ. We are experiencing deliverance and preservation. We are delivered from danger and anxiety or fear that something bad or unpleasant will happen. We follow and copy this pattern placed before us by saying and continually confessing the word of God to keep us safe and sound. Hold fast to form of sound words. That's what it is. My amplified, real loud, real long version. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Second <laughs> ah, Timothy um, uh, verse 1, verse 4. Oh, I'll go back to 13. Hold fast the form of sound words which you've heard of me and faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 14. That good thing which was committed unto you, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwells in you, in us. Amplified. Verse 14. Guard and keep with the greatest care the precious and excellently adapted truth which has been entrusted to you by the help of the Holy Spirit who makes his home in us. He makes his home in us. He feels at home in us. It's kind of good to know. Verse 5 in 2 Timothy 1. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, which dwell first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, for I'm persuaded that it's in you too. There is an unfeigned faith in you. Of course, I had to look up unfeigned. Come on, how many times have we read unfeigned? Right? Oh, yeah. Well, what does it mean? Well, it means unfeigned. <laughs> you tell me. All right, I will. Unfeigned without hypocrisy. Dictionary.com says that unfeigned is sincere, genuine, real, true, honest, and authentic. We have an authentic faith. We have authentic people. We're real. We're not fake. Right? Um, and so when I looked that up, um, on the word unfeigned, there's a cross-reference in the, in the uh, there's a cross-reference in, in 2 Timothy in the um, and the Amplified, and it takes you over to Romans 12, verses 9 and 10. It says, let love be without dissimulation. That word dissimulation is the same word as unfeigned, where they talk about um, deceit, dishonesty, lying, guile, faking, faking, bluffing, counterfeiting, hypocrisy. It says, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, be kindly affection one to another in brotherly, brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. That's what we're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> Romans 12, verse 9, New Living Translation. It says, don't just pretend to love others. I like this. Don't, because we're talking about being authentic now. He says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to do or to what is good. Love each other with, with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. What's going to happen when we start taking delight in honoring one another? There'd be no schisms. There'd be no divisions. There'd be no he said, she said. I'm an anti, I'm a pro, whatever. I'm going to love you anyways. Whether you're anti or ant and not anti, I don't care. I just love you. Right? Come on, take delight in honoring one another. Um, our message, love from the center of who you are. Love from the center of who you are. Who are you? You're a Christian. 
You're a son and a da- or a daughter of the Most High God. So when you, when you love from that platform, that's tall cotton. It says love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Practice playing second fiddle. In other words, start preferring people before you. Well, I'm uncomfortable. Practice playing second fiddle. It's not about you. It's about all these people around us. This is what we live for. We're Christians. They will know you are Christians by your love, by your love. You know that song? We used to sing it back in glory to God way back then. But, But it's true. They will know we are Christians by our love. They're not going to know us by that we are Christians by the way we pick it. Well, actually, these days they will. <laughs> but they're not supposed to. 2 Timothy 1.6. Wherefore, I put you into remembrance or call to mind that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you. There's a gift of God that is in each and every one of you which is uh, in you by the putting on of my hands. Uh, New Living says in verse 6, this is why I remind you to fan into flame. I'm going to remind you, stir yourself up. Flan into f- fan into flames. Message says, keep that ablaze. Amplified, it says, stir up, rekindle the embers. So if something was rekindled, it had to be kindled in the first place. There had to be a fire there in order for the fire to go out. So if you rekindle it, you're stirring it up again, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire, I like that, the inner fire that is in you. There's an inner fire that's burning on the inside of you, wanting to just bust out. What did Jesus say? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Right? Fire it up. Living Bible says this. This being so, I want to remind you, stir into flame the strength and boldness that is in you. There is a strength, there is a boldness that has been downloaded in you and me for such a time as this, but we got to stir it up. I'm strong. I'm bold. What are you saying? Lift your voice. Woo! That's good preaching, Pastor Paul. I think I just might shout myself. (laughs) Glory. He said this being so, I want to remind you to stir into flame the strength and the boldness that is in you that entered into you when I laid my hands upon your head and blessed you. We have been blessed. Jesus himself laid his hands on us. Woo! Glory to God. Mm Mm-hmm. 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, verse 10, New Living Translation. This is cool. Verse 10, God has given each of, each of you and me a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Use your gift to serve. Don't use your gift to correct. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, Don't use your gift to correct people. 
Use your gift to, come on, use your gift well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Wow. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ and all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Why? In 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. We have that spirit. We don't have a spirit of apprehension. <laughs> Amen. Amplified says, God did not give us a spirit of timid, uh, Timothy, right on. Timidity or cowardice, craving or cringing and fawning fear. Wow. But he has given us a spirit. He did give us a spirit. And it's a spirit of power, of love, of calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. A well-balanced mind. Discipline. Self-control. We're cool. All right. Living Bible, for the Holy Spirit, God's gift, does not want you to be afraid of people. (laughs) He don't want you to be afraid of people. If you're afraid of people, you're not going to go, you're not going to minister to them. You're not even going to talk to them. For that matter, you go hide, be like Saul and hide with the stuff. No, 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 no. Living Bible. For the Holy Spirit, God's gift does not want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong and to love them and to enjoy being with them. Well, if you start loving people and start enjoying people, you're not going to be afraid of anybody. What makes you afraid to walk up to somebody? Well, what if they don't like me? Well, what if they do? Well, what if they don't? But what if they do? What if they don't? What if they do? What if they don't? But what if they do? (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Instead of they're playing tennis. (laughs) No. Genesis 18, 14. Two, four, six, eight words. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? That should be our mantra. Mantra, mantra, whatever you want to call it. Our running conversation whenever anything comes up. Is anything too hard? I'm going to ask you. Well, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Well, is anything, well, is anything too hard for the Lord? No. No. So then why are we having this conversation? (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Ah, glory (laughs) is anything too hard for the Lord no heck no hard no Uh uh-uh yet it's Russian isn't it yet yet yeah da 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 yes 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 Jeremiah 20, verse 9. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And then he, he got ticked off. He said, then I said, I'm not going to make mention of him. I'm not even going to speak anymore his name. But his word, I'm telling you, you got to lift up your voice, was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Man, you got to like King James. Man. No. New living. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. 
<laughs> Amplify. I'm weary of enduring and holding it in. I cannot contain it any longer. Bam. Job 32, 18, it says, I'm full of words. He's full of words. These words. The spirit within me compels me. Indeed, my belly was like a wine that has no vent. It's ready to burst like new wineskins. New living says, I'm full of pent-up words. The spirit within me urges me on. I'm like a cask of wine without a vent, like a new wineskin ready to burst. Come on, that word should be so alive in you. Is there anything too hard for God? And I'll, you start thinking on that, and it's like, whoa, there is Nothing. Nothing. Message. I've got a lot to say. I do. <laughs> and I'm bursting to say it. The pressure has built up like lava beneath the earth. I'm a volcano ready to blow. Woo! I have to speak. I have no choice. I have to say what's on my heart. And I'm going to say it straight. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, God. Help me. Why? Because there's nothing too hard for him. Bam! I was listening to this guy the other day. He said this. A billionaire has a sign on his desk. And it says, you have 10 seconds to get enthusiastic about something or get out of my office. You have 10 seconds to get enthusiastic. Don't you come in here into my office like Mopey Dick. You got 10, minutes, 10 seconds to get enthusiastic or get out. <laughs> now, then he said this to bring it even higher. He said, you imagine going into the presence of the Lord. And then you go in there all mopey and stuff. And the Lord said, you got 10 seconds to get yourself happy or get out of my office. <laughs> Amen. You got 10 seconds. <laughs> you, he said, you have 10 seconds to act like God is your almighty God, that Jesus is Lord. He's your redeemer or get out of his office. Is the Bible true or is it not true? Is there anything too hard for God? No. If you say yes, then get out of his office. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. We serve a good God. He is good. He is good. He's so good. He can't help himself. So think about that. Somebody comes up to you, get on, Mopey, you got 10 seconds to get enthusiastic about something or get out of my face. See ya. <laughs> Could you imagine the look on their face? <laughs> what? <laughs> Especially if you're very mild-mannered and, and a quiet person anyways, and you say that to somebody? <laughs> Could be fun. I'll take pictures. All right. Um, last verse. Um, Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Acts 24, uh, 4, 23. Talking about lifting up your voice. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported to all the chief priests and the elders uh, and said unto them, they, and when they heard that, the report, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. When we do that, we're going to have the same thing that they did. And they said, Lord, you are God, which made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all them in that it, all that in, in them is. That is a mouthful of stuff. In other words, is there anything too hard for God? Translated. 
Now, Lord, verse 29, now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto your servants us that with all boldness, yes. come on, we will speak your word. Why? Because we lifted up our voice and you stretch forth your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child, Jesus. And when we pray and say, Come on now. When we pray and say, this place will be shaken where we're assembled together. We're all filled with the Holy Ghost again. And we speak the word of God with boldness. Woo! And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart. Sounds like us. One soul. Neither said any of them of that odd of the things which they possessed was their own. But they had all things in common. And verse 33, with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. That's resurrection power on the inside of us. Great grace is upon us all, and neither was any among us that lack. Amen. Why? Nothing is too hard for God. We hold fast the sound, the former sound words. Come on, our words are sound. Our words are alive. Our words are working for us. Why? Because we're saying what he says. Amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.